It's time for another episode of the Laura Sanzo Podcast, where we celebrate the world you see. And now your host, Laura Sanzo. Welcome to another episode of the Laura Sanso podcast. I'm so excited. I'm sitting down today with Rima Kamra. Welcome, Rima. Hi, thank you for having me. My pleasure. Rima is the co-founder and head coach at Lady the F Up, which is one of the best online, we'll just say the best online coaching yes. platforms in the world. Designed for women, her main motive is to help women empower themselves through physical and mental transformation, ultimately becoming the best version of themselves. So we'll get into that. And today we're going to be looking at the world through the eyes of really this incredible inspiration. She's a single mom, an autism mom, all, you know, while running this virtual international fitness empire. So I'm excited to talk to you about that. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. It's funny when I asked for your bio, you gave me like, like a little, little bio. I'm like, no, you're amazing. Like we need to like... (laughs) I always like I blush when people say, say like oh you're an inspiration I just blush because I'm like no I'm just a regular mom <laughs> and you're doing with with yeah you're doing what you love right which I'm sure makes it feel like effortless and yes so I want to start with with autism if I can because we're both autism moms and for the first like few years of my son's journey I was a single mom as well and you had made a post on your Facebook I just want to reference it because it was so 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 powerful I just want to make sure that I got this right because you know regardless if they admit it or not I'm sure every autism parent has had this thought at one point of their journey even if they're not willing to admit it I know I have I'm openly will be will admit that there was once a time where I wish she was normal I tried so hard to normalize her looking back I hate myself for thinking that way my child was born to stand out she is so special and I wouldn't want it any other way I had to learn how to fit into Olivia's world instead of trying to make her fit into mine that is so 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 beautiful and so powerful so if you could just give us a little peek into what that journey looked like for you and, you know, for any autism parent that is going to listen to this and, you know, who struggles to see the light at the end of that journey that they're on, regardless of where they are on in that journey. I think when I found out initially that my daughter was on the spectrum, um, I didn't know anything about autism. I don't have anyone in my family who's on the spectrum. We didn't never, we don't even know anyone who's ever, you know, been on the spectrum. So immediately when you, you know, you get this diagnosis from the doctor, it's almost like they almost say it in a way where like your kid has a disease. I felt like there was something seriously wrong with her and knowing nothing about it. I was like, Oh my God, like my kid is like, there was something, there's something wrong with her. And it's kind of like someone just kicks you right in the gut, you know, rips your heart out and you're, you don't know anything. You don't know what to expect and you don't understand it. Um, and so you think the worst, you know, and the first few years were really, really hard. And she had a lot of struggles. I had a lot of struggles you know, we both had to learn each other's ways, but I think, you know, getting her the help that I have gotten her over the last few years has been life-changing in, you know, helping her to communicate more so that I can understand what her needs are and what she wants, 
but you know, we've gotten to a really good place. Thankfully, we still have our daily struggles. I'm not going to say that it, you know, every day is a breeze because it's not, but she has come a long way. And I think I have come a long way in being able to fit into her world. And that has made for, you know, it's taken away a lot of pressure and a lot of stress from both of us. I think you guys just seem to just beautifully just complement each other. I think so. <laughs> Which I love. So I, I guess like in terms of like, I know for myself, if there's any autism parent that's listening, I would say like, I think what you're alluding to as well, like the early intervention and just, you know, getting the resources that they need. You know, and it's, it's really unfortunate because my daughter was around 20 months when she was diagnosed. So um, that's really young, not even two and getting a diagnosis. Um, she was severe on the spectrum at the time. And they kept saying, you know, the doctors kept saying, you need to do early intervention. It's unfortunate that the government doesn't give you very much if you do yeah. live in Canada in terms of, you know, help for your child when they say early intervention is really important. So I did what I had to, I remortgaged my house and I spent thousands and thousands of dollars on, you know, very invasive therapy for her, but I don't regret it for a single second. Um, And I did what I had to. I've had guests on the podcast, actually one of which is a millennial with, with autism and she's in the States and it's not much better in the States in terms of services and stuff like that. But I love that you're like open enough to share that about your house. Cause I think people really don't understand what autism families, regardless if they're, you know, single um, incomes or dual incomes, like the realities that they face. So thank you for that. Just change the subject a bit to fitness. So I quote you're ranked as the world greatest health, one of the health, greatest health and fitness coaches. Actually, the article I have is the greatest health and fitness coach. We'll just stick to that. So where did that start for you in terms of your fitness journey? So that started, you know, I had worked out kind of here and there prior to having my daughter. And then, you know, your body changes when you have a baby. And (laughs) I was 30 years old and I was like, what is this? I've never seen this before in my life. Like everything is squishy and it's jiggly. And I was struggling really bad emotionally and mentally. I was in a very abusive marriage. I was in a very dark place. My depression, my anxiety was through the roof. And I always say this and it sounds so cliche, but fitness saved me. And, you know, being a new mom, you don't know what the heck is going on. You don't know, you know, you're, you have a life to take care of all of a sudden. Um, You don't know what you're doing half the time. You're sleep deprived, you know, that all on top of your depression and your anxiety and just like being in a marriage that was not good. I turned to exercise and I started to exercise and I exercised all the time. And it was the only thing that made me feel better in that moment. And so that's, you know, I guess where my love for fitness came from. And um, it got me through, you know, a horrible separation, a horrible divorce, everything that I was going through with my daughter and finding out that she was on the ASD spectrum. And that's kind of where it started. I love that because that could have definitely have gone the other way for you <laughs> in terms of like seeking well, shelter in some in something else, like overeating or some type of addiction of some kind. So yeah. And I would always think to myself, it is very easy for me to turn to drugs or alcohol or something else to cope because you don't want to feel what you're going through. You don't want to deal with your emotions and the pain and 
you know, the hurt and all of that. Um, and that's where a lot of people end up drinking more or eating more or, you know, smoking or, you know, picking up a new drug or something. And I'm like, I can't, I have, my daughter needs me. I can't be incoherent. Right. So exercise at that time was the only thing that I could do for myself. So I love the the mission that Lady the FF has. And I was lucky enough to have one of your coaches a couple of a weeks ago. So we talked a little bit about it, but I just want to dive deeper into it. So Lady the FF main mission is to help women empower themselves through physical and mental transformation, ultimately becoming the best version of themselves. So can you just give us a sneak peek into what that looks like in terms of how your, your many coaches work with their clients and really give them that? I love that it's a physical and mental transformation because you really can't have one without the other. Yeah. Definitely. So a lot of people, you know, a lot of women come to us and they say, I want to lose weight. And, you know, then I start asking questions and they think it's just like, oh, I just have a little bit of belly fat that I want to lose. But when you dig deeper, I always find that there's something that is going on in their lives that either they turn to food for comfort. And what is it that happened in your life that caused you to turn to food for comfort? You know, maybe you were sexually abused as a child and you never, you never got help. You never dealt with it. You never learned to deal with it. So you turn to food, you know, maybe you're in an abusive relationship and you turn to food or, you know, you just completely neglect yourself. And there's so many things that I have, you know, seen in the women that we work with where it's never just about like the body. It's 99% of the time, it's not about the body. It's it's something has happened in their lives that have caused them to end up where they are. And so you can't just tell them to stop eating. You can't just tell them to eat a salad instead of a cheeseburger. There's so much more work that goes into helping to rebuild these women to help them to understand that they are deserving and they have self-worth, even though they may not see it. I would say like, we bring this out in them Mm -hmm. and, you know, all of our coaches do such an amazing job. And the one thing that I love about our company, which a lot of people don't know, um, is that every single woman that works for lady, the F up has been through some sort of trauma, Mm -hmm. some sort of hardship and, you know, none of the women that work for us have had an easy life growing up. Um, you know, everything handed to them on a silver platter, mommy and daddy paying for school and, um, you know, buying you your first car. And, you know, none of the women that we have working for us have had that life. And I think that that is what makes us really unique and really special because we can understand we, you know, we know what you're going through. Some of us have been there and worse. So I think we're able to relate really well and we're able to help the women that we work with because, you know, we've gotten to a better place in our lives and, you know, you're no different. You can do it too. I want to talk about what body image. It's, it's funny because I initially had prepped this, this episode. This wasn't even a conversation I wanted to have. And then this is just something I've been thinking about the last couple of days. And I thought, I knew I, I knew I was going to have you on. So I thought who perfect to talk to then than yourself, because, you know, body image is something that we see all over in terms of social media and society. And it's so, you know, we need to, need to have a positive body image of regardless of what our bodies look like. But I wanted mm-hmm. to ask, what do you think is the fine line between being accepting of the skin you're in and then the fine line of, you know, health in the sense of, I don't even know. I, I want to like, I want to say this politically correct. 
because I don't want to like to have like all these comments, but I just like in terms of the fine line between being comfortable in the skin you're in and it not being healthy and refocus redirecting that to being healthy in the in the sense of having excess weight or not enough muscle mass. Do you know what do you know what I'm, I'm just trying to be pretty clear? Yeah, and I think I, I yeah, I think I understand what you're asking. And on social media, especially today, there's so many women who are extremely obese and are promoting loving yourself and, you know, accepting yourself just as you are, but I don't agree with that. And, you know, it, I always say it's not about having a six pack. No one gives, I'm not going to swear, but no one cares. (laughs) You can swear. (laughs) No one cares if you have a six pack or a four pack, or if you, you know, we're at 12% or 18% body fat, like nobody cares. And it really doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are healthy and you feel good and you feel confident. And, you know, like I have cellulite, I have stretch marks, I have loose skin, but I am still very confident with who I am. And if I'm wearing a bikini, you know, and I've, I've had these instances where I'm wearing a bikini and women have made comments about like, Oh, like she's got cellulite, like she's a coach. Yeah. You know, I do. I have cellulite. I work really hard at my body and I work really hard at this lifestyle, but I have cellulite and I have some loose skin because I carried a baby and that's okay. Yeah. So there's definitely a fine line between accepting yourself as you are, but accepting yourself as you are when you're morbidly obese and you're unhealthy and you're fueling your body with McDonald's and processed garbage. I do not agree with. Yeah, I, I have to say I, I'm on the same page as of that. Like when I when I see the post, I you know I want to support and I want to you know of course we all have to be comfortable in our own skin. But I totally agree. I think at some point, um, I, I I know for myself um, when I turn forty, I start to carry weight in different areas, parts of my life, um, or different parts of my body mm-hmm. that I wasn't used to. And you know I'm still loving being in my body, and I'm grateful that I'm healthy and I have accessibility to be able to work out and that kind of thing. But at the same time, it doesn't make me feel healthy the way that I like to feel healthy. So I'm glad we spoke about that. (laughs) Yeah. And I, you know, we have women that come to us all the time that I have a client who the other day said to me, like, Rima, just so you know, like, I know I told you before, but I really don't want a big butt, you know, but nowadays it's like everyone wants to grow their butt. It's the thing, right? Everyone has to have a big butt, but there are some people who don't want that. And, you know, there's no one size fits all. There's no like perfect body. You are comfortable with whatever you are comfortable with. You know, you can be confident in however you look, however shape your body looks. That's your, you know, that's your thing, but definitely healthy and acceptance when you're unhealthy. That's a fine line. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you had said nothing is going to change into your mindset changes. So what would be your advice to the woman that's going to listen to this or man really that, you know, they're kind of on that hamster wheel. Like I'm going to start today or I'm going to start on Monday and that kind of like ideology that, you know, the weight gain kind of thing. What would be your advice in terms of like having the mindset of just getting started and like taking ownership and control? Um, I think the biggest thing is that, you know, people always want to change, but when you start doing the work, you realize it's, it's hard. It takes a lot of effort and that's where people end up falling and they quit. 
So one piece of advice and I tell my clients, I tell all of our clients this all the time is that you don't quit. You're allowed to fall down. I fucked up so many times. You know, I had so many times in my journey where I was like, why am I doing this? This is so hard. I'm so tired. Like, you know, forget about it. Like, I'm just going to eat like crap all the time because it makes you feel better in that moment. But you're allowed to screw up. You're allowed to fall down. You're allowed to make mistakes, but quitting is not acceptable. Mm -hmm. So, you know, for a lot of women, when they start a journey and then they cheat on their diet, they're like, well, I already cheated on my diet. So now we start on Monday. (laughs) And sometimes it's like this diet is just garbage. Now it doesn't work. And so I'm just going to quit altogether. And then you never go back. Right. So you cheated on your diet today. You get back tomorrow, get back up tomorrow and just keep doing what you were doing. And life goes on when clients reach out to me and say, Rima, I really screwed up last night. Like I had a burger and fries and I ate a tub of ice cream. I'm like, okay, cool. We'll move on. Just let's forget it. It happened. Yeah. Fun. Like keep doing what you need to do today. That's all, you know, cause the more you think about what happened yesterday, the more power you give that, the more control it has over you, it consumes your thoughts. And then you get into such a negative headspace. So just move on. I want to ask in terms of being a single parent, because I was a single parent, like I said, for close to a decade, how do you do it in the sense? Like, I know how you do it, but like for the people that the single mom that's going to listen to this and be like, how does she do it? Like, how does she have herself all her shit? You swore, so I'm going to swear too. Because <laughs> now I have to, I have to pronounce that they're swearing. So most would just swear. Um, like, how does she have her shit together? Like, even if they have, they haven't, they'll see your bio when they, before they listen to this, but even if they don't even know, like in such great shape that you're in, obviously your uh, coach would have you, but like, you know, she's in this shape. She has this business, her daughter is progressing. You know what I mean? Like, how does she do it? What would be your one underlying message to them in in terms of like how you kind of make it look effortless when I know it's not. It's definitely not effortless. And I have days where I still, you know, I cry and I want to hide and I don't want to get (laughs) in bed. But I would say that, you know, you just have to get up every day with a fresh mindset and today's a new day. So no matter how bad my day was yesterday, you know, no matter if I woke up crying and I went to bed crying, like today is a new day and I'm just going to try my best. And that's all you can do. You know, you gotta, you have, I I don't have a choice. There's no other, if I don't do this for myself and my daughter, who's going to do it? She doesn't have a father. Like who's going to do this? She needs me. She needs me to be strong. She needs me to show her what being a hustler looks like what being an empowered woman looks like. I want her to grow up to be that person. So, you know, just telling her isn't enough. Telling her you need to grow up to be smart and strong. And, you know, you need to know that you're beautiful. I can't just tell her these things. I need to show her what that looks like. And so every day I try to remind myself of that. Like, what kind of role model do I need to be for my daughter? What do I want her to grow up to be like? Well, let me show her what that looks like. Yeah, I have a daughter as well, and I have a son as well, and I have I, I always want to lead it, for example, for him as well. But I think it's just it's different when you're raising a woman, raising a woman, because you're setting that example of what's possible for for females. Mm-hmm. So super yeah. powerful. I thought we'd play a little game: true or false. If these things will help people transform their bodies. Okay. 
cutting out alcohol. <laughs> Everyone's going to listen to be like, oh, please say that. It won't help. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, yesterday I was out at dinner and someone, <laughs> we, I, we ordered a bottle of wine and I said, if there was one food that I refuse to live without for the rest of my life, it's wine. <laughs> so you don't need to cut it out 100%. Okay. So you would say like maybe a glass once a week or something. Yeah. If you have a glass of wine a week, you're fine. You know, it's not going to hurt you. It's you need to have, this is like lady. The F up is all about promoting a lifestyle change. Yeah. It's not a diet. You know, you, if that's something that you really enjoy, then have that glass of wine a week. Like you're fine. Almost like I would say like a celebration, like at the end of the week, you're celebrating, getting your workouts in, getting your meal prepping in and you're you just celebrating yeah, that's your thing like wh- I love a glass of red wine that's just my thing and I refuse to live without it so everyone I, listening I, remember she said one glass and not like <laughs> one, not not one bottle. bottle not two bottles <laughs> one glass <laughs> okay carbs and I already know the answer to this because I asked Deborah too so everyone's gonna be happy when when you hear this answer no carbs true or false uh false you don't need to cut carbs out Yay. Well, we should probably maybe just like two seconds, just talk about what carbs, because then we're giving the green light to try a lot of. No, (laughs) and it's not even about like good carbs, bad carbs. It's about how many carbs you're consuming. So, and you know, some women, I have clients who can eat 300 grams of carbs a day. And that's a lot. That's more than most men can tolerate. But there are other clients who need to be on a lower carb diet. And that's just, you know, the reality of how everyone's body is different. Everyone's body functions differently. So um, carbs are not bad. They're not the devil, but everyone needs them in different moderation. Okay. And this is why working with a coach is so important. Eating very little and or skipping meals. So bad for you. Okay. It's the same as overeating. Weight training. So important. Important. (laughs) so important spending hours on cardio false don't do it (laughs) every woman is like I don't know what they're going to be happy for happier about the one glass of wine or less cardio I know seriously (laughs) reducing stress um reducing stress is very important to fat loss this is actually really fun I wish I had more sleep patterns very important. It's a reason why someone asked me the other day, why don't you watch TV? And I said, because it's either I watch TV or I prioritize my sleep. And what I, I don't sleep, my body is so inflamed and body can't burn fat when it's inflamed and you're not sleeping. So if you're getting four hours of sleep a night, you are going to have a very hard time losing weight. I love that you point that out because I think not even in terms of TV, but for when entrepreneurship, like when I first got into entrepreneurship, becoming entrepreneurs, like, you know, kind of that, the hustle mentality, but like, kind of like sleep less, work more. Do you know what I mean? Like you'll kind of, you'll sleep when you're like dead kind of thing. And that kind of that in mindset. So I love, I love that you point that out and how important sleep is. Cause I think sometimes we just kind of, you know, take it for granted, you know, and people, I mean, I would too, if I didn't give up a lot of things that I had to give up in my life, being a single mom and wanting to live a healthy lifestyle and run a business and be successful. I had to give up a lot of things. Like I can't just go out for brunch with the girls whenever I feel like it. I can't just have, you know, or go to parties all the time. And do I, 
know, do date nights. And like, people are like, why don't you date? Like, why don't you go out on dates? I'm like, who has time for that? Like (laughs) that's not my priority right now. So I give up other things. I sacrifice other things because to me, spending time with my daughter and my business and sleep and working out is important to me. So you have to just know what, you know, is a priority in your life. What would you say would be the top three things? We just went through a whole like laundry list, but it's top three things that have been most crucial in terms of your own personal transformation and journey and lifestyle. My, you know, daily exercise, like that's one thing that I do not, um, I don't work out seven days a week, you know, usually six days a week, but that's my time, you know, my mental sanity more than anything. Yeah. And I would say, you know, my quality time, like during the day, I spend a certain amount of time every day where like, I don't have my phone or my computer. And that's just like my bonding time with my daughter, my mommy and Olivia day. And, um, I think a third thing would be spending time with my family. You know, I try to do it once a week where I spend quality time with my family because it helps me to like, you know, it's just like charging your battery. I feel so good after. And I'm like, okay, I just, you need to feel loved and you need to, and I don't know, that's just three things that I can't live without. (laughs) I love that. As we come to a close, what would be your message to anyone that's going to listen to this about just getting started? I find like, you know, in in terms of lifestyle and health and fitness, it's just like that starting that people have the hardest time with. I'm sure you experience this all the time. Yeah. And I would say, you know, getting started, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. It's hard. It is so hard to just change your lifestyle. But the worst thing that you can do for yourself is go from zero to a hundred. So start small, um, you know, assess your life and the things that are not conducive to your goals. So if you're eating like crap seven days a week, cut it down, eat like crap five days a week, eat like crap four days a week you know, make little changes. You don't have to change everything at once, but small changes will add up to one very big transformation or result in the end. Um, So just go slow and enjoy the process. When you change the way that you think about, it's it's not a diet. It's not like, I have to eat broccoli. I have to eat chicken. You know, I can't have my burger. You are going to fail. Yeah. It needs to be, I want to nourish my body. I want to eat healthy. It makes me feel good. It gives me energy. And when you change your mindset, anything, you can do anything. What I love about Lady the F up, um, said it properly this time. I've only met obviously one of your coaches, but they all seem amazing. I know Deborah Bash is amazing inside and out. What I love uh, as I'm part of your community on Facebook is it's just that really is the community, you know, take away the work, the workouts and the eating all and all that, but I love the community. And I think that's really what's going to be key to people's success in any type of program like this, because the days that they just don't feel like showing up for themselves, they have that community to hold them accountable. So kudos for that. That's thank you. And I think it's beautiful to see that two women who come from two very different backgrounds who live on two opposite ends of the world can form a friendship and become the best of friends and, you know, support each other and encourage each other. And I just think it's so cool to see. I'm like, we did this. So as it comes to close, is there anything that is just you're feeling called to share in terms of a message or 
Um, I would say to, you know, the women in this world or whoever's listening to this, who are not feeling um, at their, you know, that you're at your best, you're not feeling good about yourself. Change is always possible. You know, you're not stuck. You're not broken. You're not damaged. I've been there, you know, once in my life where I felt like I'm not worthy. I'm not good enough. I'm a piece of garbage. I, I don't deserve to be happy. Um, but I changed all of that and, you know, I couldn't be happier where I am today. Um, so if you are feeling that way, you know, change is possible for you and you just have to take that first step in starting if you want it. I love that. Thank you. So we'll put it in the show notes, but just let us know where we can, where everyone can find you. And then obviously if someone is interested in starting with Lady Love Up, how they go about doing that. I know you just started a challenge. We did. We started a challenge, but we run programs all throughout the year. Um, So you can start up at any time. You can find me on Instagram at coach underscore Rima underscore camera. um, Or you can visit our company page, um, Lady the F Up on Facebook and Instagram or www.ladythefup.com. Thank you. Thank you so much. Um, So many nuggets for women to hear, especially that empowerment. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Thanks so much for having me. It was great chatting with you. Thank you.